brothers and sisters, welcome to the Christian Fishers of Men podcast. I am your host, Alan, and we are coming at you with a another episode. As always, just a, a recap for those of you who are new subscribers. We are here to get those uh, members of the church who may be struggling or on the fence. Um, the goal is to just speak the gospel truth as revealed by prophets and apostles, and not going really any further than that. I will give my thoughts um, and, and just have discussions that are on my heart. Those are my thoughts. Those are things that are on my heart. And if there's ever a conflict with the words of the prophets or the brethren, uh, with anything that I have said, in those podcasts, um, the brethren are right and I am wrong. 110%, okay? Listen to the mouthpiece. Listen to the foundation. Ultimately, listen to uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ. This podcast is going to be one that's just kind of on my heart. I've, I've been having a lot of um, thoughts... Um, I went and did Sacrament to the Homebound today. And the sister that I brought it to, you know, breaks my heart. She's, I don't think she has much longer left here in mortality. And as I've been pondering about that for the last couple times, you know, I, I wonder how much longer she has left. Something that, something that, um, how do I word this? There are, I'm not supposed to be the one bringing her the sacrament. It has fallen to me, but I am not the one who is supposed to be bringing her a sacrament. And just that simple fact alone, the fact that there is an opportunity being missed, and that whenever that opportunity was extended, um, this sweet sister uh, didn't receive the sacrament. It made it so that I wanted to say, and this is not any, I'm not tooting my own horn here, okay? Don't misunderstand. You know, it, it made it so that I said, you know what, I'll just do it. I will do it every single Sunday. Because whenever I show up there, brothers and sisters, this sweet sister who does not feel good, who has a hard time getting around, and who is a little bit low in spirits, She has a beautiful white cloth set, up, set out on a chair, which can't be easy for her to, to lug around. She has a cane. You know, she's, she's an ancient sister. And she has that ready every single Sunday that I show up with my boys. 
sometimes by myself if my boys are sick. I don't like to, you know, I don't want to kill off any of the old folks. But it, it has made me really think about opportunities missed. And how it has made me think about opportunities that I have missed out on. I am a hard-headed man. I, I, I very much so was a hard-headed man. I think I've, I'm, I'm reforming nicely, you know. I'm a reforming hardhead. Which means I'm still, I'm still prone to being hardhead, right? Hard-headed. But, you know, I, I look back on my past mistakes, and I, and I look back on times when I didn't, when I didn't have that zeal and that vigor, you know, that gospel vigor to go and to do. And there are times when I, when I struggle with that even now. But through life experience, I have been taught that these opportunities to serve, these opportunities to, to go and do, as, as Nephi went and did, that those opportunities have been placed there for us and when we do not when we use our agency and we choose to not partake when we choose to forego and allow somebody else to pick up the slack or in some cases um to let those who we would serve just suffer and not have the not have the uh, ministering that they that they need. It really has given me pause, and it has been on my mind lately. You know, I... I've been thinking a lot about... about what, you know... For some reason, the question just has kept popping into my mind, and it's a question that I heard a lot as a missionary in Texas. And that question was uh, from Preach My Gospel, and it was, what should I study and teach, right? Now, I, you know, I, I, I have a podcast, okay? I do have a decent amount of listeners. You know, I have, I, I put this podcast out on Spotify, on iHeartRadio. It's on a bunch of different, you know, I have an RSS feed. And I do get quite a few listens and stuff like that from there as well. And it, it's humbling to think that people would give a care about anything I have to say. And any, any success in that, um, in this podcast, 100%, it goes to Christ and it goes to the Spirit because I know that I am a flawed, a flawed man, you know. And I, I always quote Ephraim Hanks, one of my, you know, my, my best friend is a descendant of Ephraim Hanks, a direct descendant um, from one of the, the polygamist lines, but one of the lines that, that he always said was, I am a flawed man, you know. He said, I'm a flawed man. I have, more, I have more flaws than I can count. But what makes me worthy is that I try, you know, and I have tried to live up to that standard. I know I can't be perfect, but I can try. I can always try, you know. 
And it's Christ and it's the Spirit that change minds. It's Christ and it's the Spirit that do the heavy lifting. And I just thought, you know, to myself, I was like, you know, what if I wasn't raising my voice? What if I wasn't bearing testimony about, you know, the foundation, about the prophets, about the apostles, about Christ, about his doctrine, his gospel, about all this stuff, you know? And it's funny because that, that question has just, it keeps, it keeps hitting me. What should I study and preach? And so I'm taking that as a prompting to, to bring that up to you, brothers and sisters. If you look and preach my gospel, there's a whole section on what should I study and teach. Now, this stuff is, of course, geared towards missionaries, however... We know that every member is supposed to be a missionary, and that's not just a catchphrase that you immediately turn your, your brain off when you hear, right? This Preach My Gospel, it applies just as much to us as it does to our missionaries, our full-time missionaries in the field, right? And in thinking about that question, in pondering about that question, in looking at the opportunities that we have to serve our brothers and sisters and in looking at missed opportunities we have to serve our brothers and sisters and in looking at how some people are foregoing opportunities to to reap the blessings and the benefits and the life experience of serving these brothers and sisters They are linked. Okay, those two ideas are very much linked. As I have had the opportunity to to serve these 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 older brothers and sisters who haven't got much time left, I've I've come to love them. I've come to love them, much as I think that when you're in the mission field, you come to love the people that you that you serve. But but more so with these with these ancient brothers and sisters who I don't know how much longer they have left in mortality, and the thought of them passing on to the next world, um, it gets me a little emotional. It gets me a little emotional. And I find myself... I find myself not wanting them to go. I find myself... wanting to cling on to that service because I have gotten so much out of it. And I have felt Christ's love so, so strong. And I have felt my relationship with my Savior grow 
so much stronger and I've gotten so much closer to the Savior through serving these these elder couples, or excuse me, these elder brothers and sisters. And the thought that they may not be around for the next year, the next two years. I was surprised at that thought. We'll say that. I was surprised at that thought as I thought about it today. I, I did it by myself today. As my boys, I had a, a boy who had a low blood sugar and was having working on getting that back up. He's diabetic. And my other boy... Uh, was feeling a little bit under the weather, so I didn't I didn't want him to go. And I, I just had that thought as I was as I was getting out of my car with my sacrament tray, bringing it in. I said, "Man, what what happens when these guys go?" Brothers and sisters, we were living in a strange time. We're living in a strange time, and as I mentioned in my uh, in my breakdown of Elder Renlund's talk, you know we we have so many so many things that we can choose to focus our time on. Life really is crazy, isn't it? There's so many things that we can choose to do with our time, and there's so many different ways and pulls on our time, and there's so many there's so many things for us to study. Hopefully we are studying, right? But when I think of that question from Preach My Gospel, what should I study and preach, right? I think opportunity. That's what comes to my mind. I think about opportunity. And how much opportunity is being wasted there. You know, as, as I've said, I have tackled, tackled some things, right? Um, the podcast, I did a two-part podcast of Touch Not the Evil the evil Gift or the Unclean Thing, right? Those are things, I'm looking out, out at society and I see, I see people getting into things like energy healing, things like, um, it, it's weird, it, we're seeing a lot of weird pagan stuff creeping back into our, our society, to our, our, American culture, right? If you live here in America, um, it's happening over everywhere. It's happening like in every continent. It's weird. And even members of the church are starting to adopt some really weird stuff. A lot of these philosophies of men, even going into, and I don't want to get political here, but even going into critical race theory, even going into, you know, a lot of this a lot of this um, Darwinian stuff, like we're seeing a lot of crazy stuff, philosophies of men mingled with scripture. We're seeing people who 
you know, that, that's that side of the spectrum. But then on this other side of the spectrum, we have people that are in agreement with, with I would say, people like me who are saying that we are in the last days of the last days. But then they they go and they start to read these books from these these you know people who have these self-professed visions of the last days and they proclaim what's going to happen and they proclaim to the world about these these visions that they have had and what happens in them and their predictions as to what's going to happen whether you know having the the United Nations blue helmets come into the American continent. Just crazy stuff, right? We're spending hours, you know, or these people are spending hours digging into this stuff where there is no backing. There really is no backing in any concrete backup from prophets and apostles. You have to loosely connect things and, and kind of rig things up in order to make a lot of this stuff work. When we have before us the opportunity to study in its in its pureness and in its fur, in, in its fullness the gospel of Jesus Christ, as given to our current modern day sensibilities through current modern day language and revelation from President Nelson, right? We get these uh, messages in the enzyme. We get these messages in. In the general conference, there have been some really cool firesides given to um, people in California, to to the the you know different areas like to Canada and stuff. And you know, obviously, I don't live in California and I don't live in Canada, but there's doctrine that's being preached to those people, and we're getting these little little. Um, breadcrumbs we're getting these little pieces of doctrine that are pure they're plain they're precious and we're just not we're, we're not we're not taking this stuff and we're not digesting it and I'm I'm talking about myself as well I was in that boat not long ago where I was looking at all this fantastical stuff because it's intriguing right and I think for me, something that helped ground me was Micah over at the two LDS archives. I started looking at his stuff, and all he does is, is just, he talks a lot of straight-up truth, right? And that, for me, was a wake-up call. It was a knock upside the head. And, and I realized something as I, as I watched a lot of people get drawn away by a lot of that fantastical stuff, even going into a lot of... Electric Universe stuff. Like, that stuff is very intriguing. But it's not doctrine. You can't really hang your hat on anything there because there's nothing that's been said about it in a gospel setting. It's fun. It's cool. It's interesting. It's extremely intriguing. And you can draw some some loose parallels and stuff like that. Like, you, you can. You can, you know... The bottom line is that we don't know. You can't say, I know that this stuff is true, right? But the stuff that we can say is true, the stuff that we need to hear today, 
is the stuff that's being told to us today, and we aren't, we're taking it for granted. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, because I, I, I wasn't old enough, or I, I may not have even been alive, but was it Elder, was it Elder, or President Benson? who said that we were taking the Book of Mormon series, or, or for granted, that we were under condemnation for not taking the the Book of Mormon seriously. I'll have to, I'll double check on that, just for my own OCD, but... Brothers and sisters, we're not taking the, the words of the prophets seriously in, in our, you know, in our modern day. The people at that time, I think, were taking the, the words of the prophets way more serious than we are. Okay, they may have had a hard time with the Book of Mormon, but we, we're probably doing both. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, looking, we're looking like the Jews. You know, we're, we're looking beyond the mark. We're asking for things that we can't understand. We're asking for things that there is no real revealed doctrine on, except for maybe a, a line copied down, you know, basically amounting to hearsay. <laughs> from from the prophets, you know, taken down by somebody's journal who quoted this other guy in his journal, right? And then we take that and we run with it as, as if it is the gospel, and then we find ourselves in hot water. We find ourselves on the road to, to damnation because, you know what I mean, we can't gel other things together with it. And we, you know, and I'll just come out and say it, that we wind up being... We wind up being deceived by, by false spirits. The opportunities that we have now, and I'm not a, you know, I don't want to say that I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I, I, I like to think of myself as a realist. I'm preparing for there to be some hard times and some doom and gloom. But at the same time, I think I'm, I'm, my mindset is, is that I'm expecting miracles to happen as well. A lot of people focus on the negative without focusing on the good. Um, in Alan's world, from what I can see, from what I'm perceiving, from what I'm listening to the prophet saying, time is short, right? Time is short. I do not believe that the Savior is too far away. I believe that, that that time is quickly coming upon us and that we are about to, as uh, President Kimball said, we're about to endure a test, right? The Lord will have a tried people. And that as we are having the opportunities to listen, to accept or reject the gospel of Jesus Christ as given by his mouthpiece, by his foundation, the apostles, right? By these evangelists, by people who are speaking to us in general conference, and those who have been given the seal of approval to, to give these messages, right, to us. We're given these opportunities 
and how many of us aren't taking advantage of them. It's almost a little scary to think about, guys. And I'm I'm one of them. I you know, I'm I'm just recently the past couple of years have I really started to take the words of the prophets and dissect them and start diving into them. And when I did that, I was blown away at what was being said. The Lord is hastening His work, right? The Lord is hastening His work. And as we are in the last days of the last days, we should be looking to what is being said. We should be reading our scriptures to get into the correct mindset. You know, that, that, that should be a standard. And then we should be looking at the words of the prophets and the apostles and looking what they what are they actually saying to us. Ask yourself, why? Why are they saying this? What's going on in the world today? Let's start connecting some dots with some of this stuff. There is opportunity being missed every, every time they... They open their mouths every time the prophet opens his mouth and we don't understand what the heck he just said. That's an opportunity missed. That's a blessing missed. And I think there's a lot more to his statement of us not being able to spiritually survive in the coming days without having that personal revelation. I think those two things are connected. You know, I I really do. I, I, I look at at what you could be studying, and I still have a draw to dive into things, you know, like like the Nephilim, to dive into things like this that we we just don't have enough revealed doctrine on it yet. We know that there's something there, but beyond that, we don't have much, right? It does me zero good to dive into that stuff right now. It just does. And I'm not I'm not saying it's not you know, I'm not saying don't speculate. I'm not saying don't have discussions and stuff, but keep those things within the bounds that the Lord has set, right? for you in your life and look at what the Lord wants you to hear look at what he has provided you with an opportunity to hear that is what you're supposed to study that's what you're supposed to talk about and teach that's why I changed my format of my of my podcast up a little bit because I said you know what instead of me just saying, you know what, let's talk about what I think is important and cool or whatever. I'm saying, you know what, the focus is what the brethren are talking about. That's the focus. And hopefully, I'm able to get some people interested and engaged in what they are talking about. 
Okay, that's why I take my notes on it and then I make it so that hopefully you're comparing notes. And if you can't compare notes, that's fine. Hopefully my notes that I took are something that are of a benefit to you and that the Spirit can speak some stuff to you and can reveal some cool things to you as well. Things that I didn't even catch, right? That's what's cool about this. That's what's amazing about the Gospel. It like transcends reality. It really does. Like what, what I'm hearing and what I say even may not compute the same way to me that it does to you. That's what's amazing about it. That's how the Spirit works. Going back to those uh, those older folks that are getting ready to pass on, you know, I I, I hope I have more time with them. Because I really, I've come to love them, and I've come to to see their appreciation. And I have told them that I'm getting way more out of this service than you guys are getting. This is an opportunity for me to teach my sons about priesthood duty, about service, and about how to get closer to your, to your Savior. But I've also thought to myself, what if I was about to, to pass? What if I were in their shoes? What would be the last thing that I would want to say? What would be my last message to the world, to, the, to my listeners in my podcast, you know? And I think that everything I've been talking about is kind of a lead-up to that. My message is really what I hope I said in the pre-existence. That's my message. Plan of salvation, Jesus Christ, gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything else... Don't worry about it. And people immediately get their feathers ruffled at some of those things. You know, I've heard it many a time. That's because I didn't understand it. I was one of those guys that would get my feathers ruffled. I'd be like, right? I'd say, well, we're allowed, right? We're commanded to study the mysteries of the kingdom. Yeah. We are commanded to study the mysteries of the kingdom. Do you know what one of the mysteries is? The atonement. Okay, how much do you, do you understand about the atonement? How much do you understand about baptism? Do you know that when, that when somebody goes to baptize somebody else, that both of them are doing some really interesting things? some really interesting covenant things, and I'm being careful here, but if you think about, about the temple, and you think about, about the act of the baptism, and that's as far as I'm going to go, right? If you were to see yourself in a mirror as you were baptizing somebody, and then think about the temple and stuff, and if the, the, you could say the same thing for the person being baptized. Is that not a mystery 
of the kingdom, brothers and sisters? Is there not something there to understand beyond the surface? How many things that we attribute to just being skin deep that are mysteries of the kingdom? Yet we want to know where Kolob is, and that benefits us how. It doesn't. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not being prideful here. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm trying to make a point as somebody who has had those similar thoughts, as someone who has had those leanings where I wanted to, to dive into a lot of different things, you know, that really have no bearing or import upon me in modern day, last days of last days, right before Christ is about to come back. I, having ignored what happened in General Conference previously, having not been able, having not being able to tell you what the prophet last said, right? What, what the themes were of General Conference, okay? Do you, do you understand the picture that I'm painting here, brothers and sisters? Do you, are you guys picking up what I'm putting down here? I'm, I'm not in a boastful manner saying that we're way off in left field. What I'm saying is is missed opportunities here. And if I were to, like, if I, if this was it, if this was my last thing that I was going to put out, I would counsel you and I would implore you to do exactly what Christ has counseled and implored us to do, and that is to study the words of the scriptures, to Listen and follow the admonitions of his prophet. To study the gospel of Jesus Christ. To study and to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I look back, brothers and sisters, I, I was not ready to be a missionary. That took me a long time to, to admit to myself. I was a soldier, and I existed in a very different environment, right? And when it came time for me to go on my mission, uh, I spiritually wasn't mature enough, nor was I ready. I was very much adapted to a military mindset and a... A, a military um, setting. I was used to hearing the F word quite a bit. <laughs> used in very, very imaginative ways, right? Like, drill sergeants are, they're almost poetic in how they craft some of these, these cursings and curse words that they use. Um, the F word being foremost among them. But... I went from being a soldier in training camps and stuff like that to being into the MTC two weeks later. And it was like you took somebody from, from like really hot water and dumped them into the Arctic. It was, it was a complete shock to my system. I had people that were wanting to hug me. And my first inclination was almost to get like 
like violent. I wanted to like get violent. <laughs> it's because I wasn't in the right mindset. You see what I'm saying? But I look back on that and it took me so long to adjust. It took me so long to really catch the spirit and to, to figure it out on how to be a missionary. And I made so many mistakes. I did. I was such an idiot, you guys. I was. I look back on my youth and like there's going to be a lot of stuff I get to the other side for. And I'm going to be standing in front of Christ. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that was pretty stupid. You know, we're going to be watching my life on the Titan Tron. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh, that was stupid. Wow, what a missed opportunity there, right? I look back on my mission. And there's many opportunities like that that I squandered. Because I just wasn't in the right mindset. You know, I, I was a kid. I may have been an adult, but I was not grown up yet. I just wasn't. I was grown up in a certain way. I could handle myself in a fight. You know what I'm saying? I could, I, I could, I, I could take care of myself. But spiritually, I, I was absolutely a child, and I just wasn't there. I, I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to understand the opportunity that I, I had at that time, and I have regretted. I look back on that with a regret. But at the same token, there were a lot of times when I was like, I was doing great. I felt like a spiritual Superman sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that in part has propelled me to have, to want to, to, to have the drive to do this podcast is because I want my last, you know, testimony, my last advice of a much wiser, a much older Alan, you know, to, to be not missing out on those opportunities, to be able to speak my testimony in a clear, in a clear manner, not as some bumbling, you know, kid who was trying to get used to the, the spiritual environment he was in. You know, I always give analogies to weightlifting and stuff like that, and I've always, it, it, it's just my worldview, right? It's, it's the, it's how I grew up. Um, if I was a, a choir dude, or if I was, you know, in the band or something, I'd be using those, but what I, what I fall back on is what I know, and... I had an opportunity to compete a little bit in powerlifting. And what was interesting to me is that if you wanted to increase your bench press, obviously you have to focus on on your chest, right? That that's a given. You have to focus on having a strong chest. However, what was interesting to me is how much you had to focus on your back on how much you had to focus on your shoulders, your triceps. There were so many subcategories of muscles and supporting muscles, things that you had to do, you know, slow twitch, fast twitch, like 
everything comes into play, right? And if you don't attack things a certain way, then you're going to miss an opportunity, right? It's just the way it is. What we have here is, is a coach who is telling you what to focus on, what to train. And how many of us are, are like, yeah, but I kind of feel like doing some crunches. Yeah, but I kind of feel like doing legs today. I want to do some squats, right? I'm not going to compete in squats, but I just, I just want to do some squats instead of working on chest and instead of working on back so I can get that, that bench press work record, right? Brothers and sisters, if it was my last podcast, I would implore you to... Follow the ad, uh, the admonitions of the prophet. Follow the prophet. He knows the way. Study. Study the foundation in the New Testament. Study what Christ did. Study how he called his twelve apostles and what they were like after he left, after he ascended and was resurrected. Study how the church organization was. Why was it that way? And how is that analogous to today? Study why there is a need for the foundation. Why we have prophets. Why we have apostles. And when the Lord speaks through His prophet, do not put question marks on anything that is said. And if you need to pray about some things, pray that you can come into alignment. Because hopefully that you know, you know, hopefully you know that God calls prophets. That shouldn't be news to you, right? Otherwise, we need to go back a few steps. Think about the time that you prayed about about the Book of Mormon and about Joseph Smith, right? How those two are inseparably linked, that the fruit of Joseph Smith is the Book of Mormon. And as we learn in the Book of Matthew, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree, right? There's some things that go along with that. And succession in the in the the prophetic mantle is one of those. Brothers and sisters, I it is late. The, the, the time is late. And I need to get some sleep. But I, I wanted to impress this upon your minds. What if you knew that you were going to to pass on into the next world? What regrets would you have? What, What would you wish that you would have done more of? What would you wish that you would have studied more of? How you could have divided your time differently with the, the, the topics that you're studying? Are you even studying at all the gospel? Would you regret not listening to the prophet and the foundation more, the apostles, right? Would you regret not raising your voice? 
Would your children, would your family members know where you stood on gospel topics? Would they know that you had a testimony? I'm going to issue you a challenge, and that challenge is to either record yourself speaking about some of this stuff, or to write it down in a journal of some kind, and then share it with somebody. Okay, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it with you guys, okay? But I think what we need more of is everybody, not just a few of us, but everybody opening our mouths and speaking some gospel truth. I want to leave you guys with my testimony. I know that the church is true. I don't know that because I'm a genius. I know that because it, it has been a spiritual conversion for me. I didn't go through the, uh, the strata of the earth and do an archaeological dig and, and nothing like that, right? This conversion should be a spiritual thing, and that should be remembered. That should be remembered. And our testimonies need to be tempered. They need to be, they need to be refined in the, in the fires of life to be able to withstand when people come out with all sorts of crazy stuff against everything that we believe. We know that Satan is cunning, yet we're surprised when we get all of this this very much one-sided, you know, scientific stuff against what we believe, and then it rocks our faith and causes us to fall. You know, there's a, there's a key word in that there, and that, that is faith. We are receiving spiritual sustenance as we need it with our testimonies, and as we spend time looking through the correct doctrine, the books, the scriptures, right? The words of the prophets, you will find sustenance there. When you leave that, you will starve. And eventually you will spiritually die if you allow it to happen. I would challenge you to look for opportunities to serve so that not just that you can help people, but that you can get to know Christ better. I love you guys. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the opportunity I have to speak to you. And I hope that in the, the, the coming months, if things do get a little hairy and crazy, that you will have miracles happen to where you'll be okay. And I leave that with you. I leave you with my testimony. That Jesus is the Christ. He is the Son of God. And He is even at the doors. Preparing to return to this globe, this sphere. 
to be crowned officially as the Savior and the Redeemer and the King, and that he will take up the government. And that every knee will, will bow, and we will all confess together, and I look forward to that time, where we will confess together that Jesus is the Christ. And I leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.